please welcome Karen Drucker. Thank you. I was walking down the street. I was feeling mighty fine till I caught a glimpse in a window of my behind. There was a jiggle and a wiggle that I'd never seen before. And as I looked a little closer, oh my God, I found more. I freaked out and I shrieked out, well, this has just ruined my day. When I heard a voice inside of me say, lighten up, that's your part. Don't take it so seriously. Lighten up, just trust that mystery. Lighten up. It doesn't matter anyway. Just enjoy your life. Get out of your own way. Lighten up. You look better already. You look lighter. So now I'm headed to a party to meet my friends. I've got this outfit that's to die for. Honey, I am just the living end. But as I scope out the scene, it's obvious to me that the money at this party, well, it's simply obscene because they're talking about their mansions and their yachts and dropping names. And in an instant, I feel unworthy, small, and ashamed. But as I try to make a beeline and slip out the back door, I hear this voice inside of me saying once more, oh, don't take it so seriously, lighten up, just trust God's mystery, lighten up, it doesn't matter anyway, just enjoy your life, get out of your own way, lighten up, you look like you've had a facelift this morning, you look very good. Here's what it's all about. See, worrying and judging, well, what good does it do when you compare yourself to me and then I compare myself to you? This disease to please has just got to go because when I love myself, that's all I need to know. No. So now I'm looking in the mirror and a new wrinkle has appeared. Do I curse? Do I stress? It's a thing I most feared, but then I remember my new mantra, and I soon realize that I am perfect even with wrinkles and cellulite size. I don't have to change a thing or struggle or try, because my real beauty comes from deep inside. I'll lighten up, won't take it so seriously, lighten up. I'm going to trust God's mystery. Lighten up. It doesn't matter anyway. I'm going to enjoy my life. Count my blessings every day. I'll lighten up. I won't take it so seriously. Lighten up. I'm going to trust God's mystery. Lighten up. It doesn't matter anyway. I'm going to enjoy my life. And get out of my own way, I'll lighten up. So I'm going to declare right here and right now, I'm going to lighten up. Will you join me on that? Yes, you promise? Because it feels so good to lighten up. I just found this. In the not-too-distant future, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook will merge to form one giant, idiotic, supersized, time-wasting, non-productive, time-stealing, mind-numbing, do-not-need-to-know website called You Twit Face. 
So it's lightening up about all that stuff, you know? Social media, lightening up. And it all comes down to this. It all comes down to this. How are you going through life? Are you going through life with white knuckles, hanging on, going, I need to control everything and make sure everything's good? Or do you get on a roller coaster? You know how people ride roller coasters? They either do it like that, like, oh, my God, here comes the next turn, and, and they get off, and they're like, yeah, that was really fun. I had a really great time. Or do you go, wee? Everyone do that right now. Wee! Doesn't that feel good? Do this. Clench up. Clench up. Like, uh, uh, uh. Now go wee. Wee! So, you know, life is a beat. If this is what we're going to do, how, what do you think the choice is? To do this? Or go, wee! So I am deciding that I want to go wee. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. Wee! More often. Because I tend to do that. I tend to control. And the thing that I love about roller coasters is that you really get to make that choice. You really get to make that choice of how you're going to ride it. So I have a little video here that she helped me get together this morning that um, really gives you an example of what it is like, what, how you can ride the roller coaster of life. And here's a woman who had never been on an airplane, and her granddaughter decided to show her what an airplane could be like by riding a roller coaster. If you would, darling, go ahead and show that. Meet Grandma Rhea. She's never traveled on an airplane before. So before her first ever flight, to beat her fear, she took to the sky on a roller coaster. kind of go through life like that, just laughing all the time, lightening up about stuff. You know, because the very first song I sang, it says, every day I have a choice. I can be grateful or be thankful. When clouds fill the sky, I know I'll get by. I just choose what I want to feel. And sometimes that's kind of difficult, you know, because especially if you're, you know, controlling, you're like, I want to feel good every minute and it's not happening. And then you're like, you're, you're just, ugh, you're fighting everything. So my talk this morning is going to really be about choice and the choice of how you start every day and presence and kindness. And so um, I talked about this in, in our, well, first of all, women's retreat people, would you all stand up so everyone can give you a round of applause if you were in the women's retreat this weekend? Yay, look at these gorgeous women. Great. We had a few men stand up. Yes. Next year, just put a wig on. We'll love you anyway. Just come and be with us. But this weekend, I talked about that every day you have a choice of how you want to be, and it starts first with trusting your heart, talking to your heart, allowing yourself to just put your hand over your heart and say, what do I want to be today? What do I want to feel today? How do I want to serve today? What does my heart have to say to me? And I think if you do that every morning, 
to start the spiritual practice that you can start to choose. You can start to choose what is happening. And I'll tell you something. Music is one of the ways that people can get themselves back on track. And I, I had a, a, a CD come out a few years ago that the very first song was all about, you know, every day I have this choice. Actually, most of my CDs start off with the very first song of the day being about something positive. So I, I had this vision years ago when I started making CDs of, like, what would it be like if you started off every morning with a positive song? And, you know, so I have thank you for this day, spirit, thank you for this day. And another album has, I start my day with love, I start my day with love. So every song, the first song was always one of these really like, how would you start your day? <laughs> so I was in a hotel a few years ago, and I, I realized the power of this because I had an alarm clock radio, and the very first song that woke me up to start my day was Linda Ronstadt singing to me, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good. Baby, you're no good. And she says, I'm going to say it again. You're no good. So what do you think is happening all day long to me? What am I hearing as the backdrop of my life? You're no good. You're no good. So that's why I try and make everything be a positive statement. I'm like, how do I want to start my day? Thank you for this day, Spirit. Thank you for this day. Allowing myself to feel that gratitude. Feel that gratitude. And so this morning, I, I wrote a whole talk about lightening up and how it's so important to, to just, you know, have the lighter, just feel things in a lighter way and how it makes your life work better. And one of the, one of the words I use in quite a lot of my songs that just was in that last song I just sang was mystery. Let go. Trust the mystery. I have another song. I guess we're singing this here is let go of the shore. And let the water carry me, let go of the shore, float into the mystery. I'm sorry, I don't want to go floating into the mystery. I want to know now what is happening. Mystery, float into the mystery. I don't, you know, does anyone really love going into the mystery? It's a little scary. But that's life, isn't it? Life is a mystery. The whole thing is a mystery. What's going to happen next? What's happening in my life? And if I hold on in that way with white knuckles, it gets pretty hard to navigate. And I had, as I said, I had this whole talk written about this. And then I realized one of the main things that I always want to do is be authentic. And what was really true for me when I woke up this morning is to say, that doesn't work for me to talk about that. What works for me to talk about is what's going on right now, which is I am in the ultimate mystery. That I have a friend that um, uh, is probably within the next few days going to be making her transition, one of my closest friends. And what she did was when she saw that it was going this way, she had been dealing with her cancer for years, but now we were, it was making a turn and we crossed hospitals again. And she asked 10 of her closest friends to come and be with her, to walk into the mystery with her, to help her along this path. And she brought each of us together, and she's an incredible spiritual teacher. And she said, I've lived my life in this spiritual way, teaching classes, and she has meditation tapes out or CDs out. She said, I've lived my life this, this way all my life. Why would I go into this next phase of my life unconscious? I want to do it the way I've lived my whole life. And I need all of you to help me stay conscious to this process because I'm scared. And so we all had to take a deep gulp and say, yes, I'll walk with you. And so what that's meant for me personally is I've been at her house 
every day for about, I mean, where we all thought it was going to be happening in a week, you know, the mystery, you have no idea. We've, you know, we've all been there and taking turns being with her. And it's been really an amazing process to just be with her every day and to be talking about this process and what's going on for her and how she feels about it. And it truly is the master class. Because what it's done for me is it made me so much more acutely present of the deliciousness of life. And also how every single day, this idea that I talk about a lot about how we make choices is really, really significant, especially when you look at the end of your life. And in her case, she at one point with tears in her eyes said, why am I so blessed that I have all these people coming to to be with me, and she looks on her Facebook page or her Karen Bridge page, and people are just, the outpouring of love that she's getting just is humbling her and making her just cry. And I said, Janet, this is years and years and years of you showing up in the world as kind, as present to your friends, as caring, as generous. This is all being brought back to you now for you to really allow and get. She was also another person who was kind of controlling, so she wouldn't like a lot of times take that in. And now, given her state, that's all she's doing is taking it in. And so every choice that we make every day of how we're going to show up to each other, how kind we're going to be to each other, how generous, how much we listen to each other, but it actually, it really starts with us. That's why even in that meditation, put it in your heart first. How kind are you to yourself? How generous are you to yourself? How loving are you to yourself? One of my favorite songs to sing is, um, I will be gentle with myself. I will be gentle with myself. And I will hold myself like a newborn baby child. I mean, sometimes we will talk to ourselves in a way that we would never say to a, a baby or to even a friend. You wouldn't talk to anybody like that, but look, look at how we talk to ourselves in that mean way sometimes. Or is it just me? You're all kind of just sitting there. Is it, is it me? So when you think about just being kind and sweet to yourself, then you have that, that capacity to go out in the world and be kind and sweet to other people. And one of the things that happened when, um, when this first was presented to me, I just was like, oh, my, how am I going to show up to this situation? And I, I just really did a prayer, and I said, all right, God, you know, give me some signs here. What am I supposed to do? How do I, how do I, how do I show up to this? Because it freaked me out. And I took a walk, which is the way I deal with anything. I just go out in nature. And I'm doing my little power walk. And I swear, this is, these are all true. This, this, is just, this is how God works. Little shoulder taps of saying, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm walking down the street, and I'm doing this walk. And all of a sudden, like, you remember Forrest Gump, the feather that went like this in front of him? All of a sudden, this feather, beautiful, perfect feather, drops in front of me. And I look up to see a bird, nothing. This feather just drops right, like literally in my path. I pick it up, and I say, well, what's the symbolism of this? Lighten up about it. Treat it lightly. And then in, on this walk, literally, I'm just, I, I have my head down. For some reason, I look up, and on a telephone pole in this little crevice, in this telephone pole, someone has put the little Hindu deity 
Ganesh, who is the remover of all obstacles. And they had flowers around this. Now, why someone would make a little altar in this place where no one else would see? I don't even know how I saw it that day. And it's still there. I went back and I thought, maybe I was just dreaming. The remover of all obstacles. Take the obstacle out of the way. Just be present to it. And then later I'm driving to her house. There's a bumper sticker in front of me. All is well. And then I'm, I'm at her house, and her kids are playing next door, and they're screaming and yelling, and I'm just getting really agitated because I want her to be sleeping. And all of a sudden, I, I just take a deep breath, and I listen. And what the kids are screaming, they're singing. They're actually singing at the top of their lungs from Frozen. Let it go, let it go! Like, all right, God, I got it. And there were times in this process where I got, I was really humbled. I am not a nurse. I am here to tell you I'm not a nurse. There were things I, she would ask me to do or a few of us like, can you do I just didn't know what I was doing. Nursing, cooking, don't look to me. But music, yes. And at one point, I brought my piano into her room and I started to sing to her. And just sing all of her favorite songs. And she, she knows all my songs and especially my healing songs. And, and her son was there who plays guitar, and we turned it into like a, a jam session and Beatles songs, and she's dancing in her bed, and she's singing along. And the two miracles that happened from that little concert I gave to her was she said her pain went from six to zero just by singing. Six to zero. Yeah. Power of music. And the other thing I learned was that healing doesn't necessarily mean curing. Healing is, like what we did this weekend, transforming. That you can transform something in a moment. That she, here she was in the midst of dying, laughing, and being healed, and dancing in her bed. And I just heard one of the things that I'm praying for is that she will still be there tomorrow when I get there tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock in the morning. And at this point, I think it's still happening. But one of the things that's interesting is she's now gone to that place where she's going within. And the only thing that she's asking for is she wants the video. She wants to keep, when her eyes are open, she wants the video of that little concert that we did where I was singing to her, All shall be well, all shall be well. All manner of things shall be well, and all shall be well, all shall be well, all manner of things shall be well. And she wanted to just keep hearing that over and over. And we played a video, and even yesterday I called and I sang to her, let go of the shore, let the water carry you, because she's right at that place. But the gift, the gift, the gift of this honor of walking her home has been to just feel how beautiful it is to be so present. It's a little bit like, remember when you we used to have um, televisions that you actually had to get up and turn the channel? Turn the channel like that? And when you go through something like this, you literally get on a different frequency. You turn the channel to be that present. And because of that, all my interactions with everyone have been completely different because I'm that much more here. I, uh, 
I have a little thing I do when I'm on the road. Of I have $21 bills, and I try to get rid of them before I'm home. And so this, this will go for tips and whatever. But it, it's usually an opportunity for me to be in the present to see how I can spend this money. And so I was at Starbucks, my personal church, oh, recently, and I, uh, I saw a woman who was fumbling for her money, and, and she, was, she said, can I have a cup of coffee? And in that moment, it was like, oh, well, there's, you know, there's a presence thing. I can do this. And so I said, you know, can I buy your coffee? And I said to the woman, the barista, you know, let me buy her coffee. And this woman just about had a cow because she looked at me and she said, what? Why, why would you want to do that? I, I can buy my own coffee. You don't have to buy my coffee. I wanted to say, you know, there's a unity church down the street you might want to go to. But I didn't say that. And, but in that moment, I just said, you know, this is kind of what I love to do. I, it's, it's my way of tithing and showing kindness. And, you know, I would really appreciate it if you would accept it. And, you know, we kind of go back and forth. We're going, nee, 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 nee. And finally, I just said, lady, it's a cup of coffee. Just take it. No big deal. And she goes, fine, whatever. And so... So now we're standing down waiting, you know, waiting for the coffee. Now it's really uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, God, why did I do that? That was really stupid to do. And after a few moments of just silence, she turns to me, and her face is really different. She turns to me and she says, no one does stuff like that for me. No one does stuff like that for me. And I said, well, thank you very much. It was really nice that you accepted that. I appreciate it. We're standing again. It's kind of uncomfortable. And she says, so is this one of those pay-it-forward kind of things? I'm like, whatever. But here's the thing. This is one of the things that um, Janet wants me to read at her memorial. And it's really about what matters in life. And to me, kindness is one of the main things that matter. What will matter is not what we bought, but what we built. Not what we, not what we got, but what we gave. What will matter is not our success, but our significance. What will matter is not what we learned, but what we taught. What will matter is every act of integrity, love, compassion, or courage that enriched, empowered, or encouraged others to live fully. Living a life that matters doesn't happen by accident. It's not a matter of circumstances, but of choice. I just so choose to live a life that matters, a life that is authentic and real. And that's what I'm committing to. That's what I want to do in my life, is just live a life that matters. And if that means just every day that I'm sweet to somebody, that I take the time to see them, do you think you can do that? But it does start with you. It does start with you. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. To look in the mirror every morning and say, You are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are the part of me. You are the face of God. Put a mirror up like this right now. Make this make your hand be like a mirror and I want you to sing to yourself. You are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are the part of me. You are the face of God. 
so one more little story. I was on a Southwest Airlines flight recently, and I was um, I was in the coveted A position where I was standing in front of the line, you know. So I was I was just able to see things. And I don't know about you, but I notice when I fly that everybody is just so involved in their texting and that, like no one talks to each other anymore. And I find that when I'm on, when I'm sitting in the airplane and someone starts to sit down next to me, and I just say, "Hi, how are you?" You can see the look of terror go through their face, like, "Oh my God, you might be a talker." And I just want to say to them, "Whatever, I'm just saying hello." But but I saw a situation that really touched my heart, and it happened because once again, I started my morning by saying, "What do I want to be today? I want to be present. I want to be present and see how I can serve." And so in this in this particular little scenario I saw, I saw a man bringing his elderly mother who looked like she had a little dementia or something going on to the, to the gate. And I just could feel the energy of anticipation that he was going through. And in that moment, I, I, just, I just wanted to connect with him. And when he was walking away from delivering her there, because it looked like he was just taking her and he was going to leave, I just caught his eye. And in that moment, just said, I got her. I'll, I'll watch out for her. And I could see visibly his face just change. His face just change. He went, oh. And when we got to our destination, I saw her waiting at the end of the, I would call it a gangplank. It's a jetway, whatever it is. And so she was waiting up there, and she looked really confused, like, where do I go? And, and obviously the person who was getting her couldn't come, in, come through security. So I came up to her and I said, hi, my name's Karen. Can I take you to the person who's picking you up? And she looked at me and she said, oh, Karen, you look fabulous. Have you lost weight? <laughs> so I said, yeah, great. Thanks so much. So, um, so I, I take her to the, the security place. And here's the other brother looking the same way, you know, just this anxiousness. And when I drop her off, and he's kind of looking like, who are you? And she said, hey, you're going to come for dinner tonight, right? And <laughs> I was like, what? But what I realized in that moment was, again, it was that presence. It was that presence of just being available to serve, being available to be kind. And, you know, the other thing that I think happens in life is that God gives us little shoulder taps, little shoulder taps of like, go talk to that person. This person might need to hear that, you know, hear something. And I heard a story of, of a guy that was in a restaurant. And he was having lunch with his uh, wife, and he just, he saw this woman come into the booth next to him, and she was all dressed up. She was elderly, all dressed up, and really pretty, and she was by herself, and he, he got a little shoulder tap of, oh, you should go say something to her. But in what we tend to do is just go, oh, you know, he just let it pass. And then pretty soon all of her family joined, and grandkids, and whatever, and he just said, oh, I don't know what that thought was. But then when he was leaving, he walked by her, and again, he got a shoulder tap. It was a little God shoulder tap, saying, go say something to her. And so he went back, and he said, I'm sorry to interrupt you. He said, I just have to tell you, you just look really beautiful today. And I just wanted to let you know that, that you just, what you're wearing, you just look really beautiful. And there was an uncomfortable silence for a moment, and he thought, oh, gee, what did I do? Maybe that was wrong to say. And a, and a look came across her face, and she said, I know you. And he said, oh, no, 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 you don't know me. I just, I just felt like I wanted to say this to you. And she goes, no, I know you. She said, my family is 
we've gathered here today because it's the one-year anniversary of when my husband died. And what you said to me is exactly what he would have said to me today. Exactly what he would have said. And in that moment, this person just gave her a hug. His heart was open. Her heart was open. And he said, that served me so much to take that moment, just to take that moment and connect with her. So I invite you all to take the time now with anybody that you have in your life to let them know that they matter, to let them know that you care about them. Or if you see a stranger, it could even just be looking at them and saying, how you doing? And they can maybe come back to you and say, wow, no one's asked me that for a while. You ever notice that when you call sometimes someone on the phone and you say, how are you today? And they go, uh, uh, I'm fine. Thank you. You know, when it's a service call or something like that. Or Starbucks, they'll say, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And they just kind of go, really, you're, you're talking to me like more than your coffee maker? Yeah, I see you. You are the face of God. You are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are the part of me. You are the face of God. Would you say that with me? You are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are the part of me. You are the face. So only if you feel comfortable can I challenge you a little bit to maybe look around a little bit and say to someone, You are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are the part of me. You are the face of God. Tell somebody else. You are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are the part of me. You are the face of God. Take a deep breath. Feel that. Know that you are the face of God. Know that everyone you see is just a reflection of you. That we all are the face of God. Thank you for listening. Thank you.